Have you heard you can listen to your favorite gripping investigations ad-free? Good news! With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash ad-free true crime. That's amazon.com slash ad-free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. A couple kayaking on the Hudson River experiences their worst nightmare when they get caught in dangerous weather. My fiance flipped over. He's in the water right now. He wasn't wearing the life vest and he wasn't wearing a wetsuit. She could not paddle to him. The winds were too strong. The water temperature was 46 degrees. The human body does not do well in those temperatures. As police and rescue conduct an intensive search to find him, they realize this may be no accident. I couldn't believe it. And that was when the tide changed. Sometimes the weather can be used to hide the truth. In the New York Hudson Valley region, between New York City and Albany, lies the city of Poughkeepsie, known as the Queen of the Hudson. This area of New York State has some of the most beautiful weather in the Northeast, but since it's so close to the Atlantic Ocean, they get that coastal influence. They get about 40 inches of rain a year, mostly in the spring and the summer. Then in the winter, it's extremely cold. The city parallels the Hudson River, a 315-mile river that runs from upstate New York through the Hudson Valley. The Hudson River Valley of New York is kind of a magical place. A 40-minute train ride from New York can get you into some beautiful places. A lot of people come up to kayak, to boat, do some swimming. There's a lot of restaurants on the river. It's a pretty popular recreational river. A tidal estuary, the Hudson is known as the river that runs both ways. Near the Poughkeepsie area, the Hudson River is still tidal, so you have tidal water pushing in from the sea and flowing out two times a day. The Hudson River is one of the few rivers that you can paddle up with the current and wait for it to turn and then paddle back down. Every six hours and 15 minutes, it changes directions. For boaters and kayakers, the strong river currents can be dangerous and the weather unpredictable. You've got the river valley, and then you have high mountains on each side of the Hudson, and then it's right next to the coast. So coastal weather plays a huge impact here. You could have a nice, calm spring day, and then momentarily conditions change, and you could have a stormy, blustery night in a matter of hours or even minutes. On this day, the weather was beautiful. It was a sunny spring day, temperatures about 55, 60 degrees, and no wind. But as the sun begins to set around 6.30 p.m., the weather suddenly shifts, and the river's current changes direction. A cold front came in, dropped temperatures quick, probably 10 to 20 degrees. Then you had a north wind, which at that time was actually going against the tides. The more the wind runs straight down the river, the bigger the waves would become. If the wind and the current is at opposite directions, the waves will be a little bit steeper. That evening, 
the Orange County Sheriff's Office receives a frantic 911 call from a 35-year-old woman named Angelica Grasswald. Angelica tells the dispatcher that her 46-year-old fiance, Vincent Viafor, just fell into the Hudson River after his kayak capsized, and he's not wearing a life vest. Angelica, she did have a life vest on. She indicated that he had a small flotation device with him, that she saw him bobbing his head up and down. What's more concerning is the temperature of the water. Even though the air temperatures would have been between about 50 and 60 that day, it was still too early in the season and not warm enough for that water temperature to really warm up. That water temperature was probably somewhere between 46 and 48 degrees. You still have a body of water that is being fed by snow melt and is being influenced by tidal movement, cold water from the Atlantic. The hypothermia was gonna set in very quickly within a matter of minutes. Hypothermia begins to set in any time you have air temperature or water temperature below your body temperature. What happens is you start to lose function of your extremities. First your hands go, then your arms, then your legs. Ultimately what your body is doing is it's taking all the blood and coming back to your core. It's just trying to keep you alive. But the big thing is that you can't do anything to save yourself. Five minutes into the call, Angelica says Vincent has slipped underwater. I can't see him anymore. You don't see him? No. She tells the dispatcher that they were kayaking and heading towards the shore on the Cornwall side. Emergency crews were dispatched. There were three boaters at the Cornwall Yacht Club, and I believe some of them may have been members of the local fire department there. They went inside one boat. When they arrive to the location, they see Angelica struggling in her kayak. Just as they saw her, she capsized and ended up in the water. It took them maybe two minutes to pull her out, and they got her into the boat. They quickly rush Angelica to a local hospital for possible hypothermia. But on the river, rescuers see no sign of Vincent. Born in 1968, Vincent Vinny Viafor grew up in Wappingers Falls, New York, a sleepy little town near the Hudson River in Dutchess County. A New York Italian through and through, Vinny was extremely close to his family. He's someone who cares about the people in his life. By age 46, Vinny was a project manager for the state, living on his own in nearby Poughkeepsie and had a wide circle of friends. He enjoyed all the outdoor activities the Hudson River Valley had to offer, especially racing kayaks. Vincent was a, he was an, an avid swimmer. He was in good shape. Then in the fall of 2013, Vinny found his perfect match, a 33-year-old waitress named Angelica Grasswald. They had met at a bar and they were introduced, I believe, by a mutual friend. They hit it off. Beautiful and vivacious. Angelika was born as Angelika Lipska in the former Soviet Union. Angelika immigrated to the U.S. from Latvia. She ended up staying here long term. 
Both Angelique and Vincent were outdoor enthusiasts. They enjoyed being outside and they did paddle recreationally. Weeks into their relationship, Angelica moved into Vinny's condo in Poughkeepsie. They hit it off uh, to the point where they had planned to get married. She even uh, went over to Latvia and introduced him to her family. The two planned to return to Latvia for their wedding and marry on a beach along the Baltic Sea. At the beginning, they had a great relationship, uh, full of excitement, very lovable. But on April 19, 2015, Angelica and Vinny's future hangs in the balance as emergency rescuers race to find Vinny before the Hudson River claims his life. We immediately set up a uh, search and rescue mission. But Mother Nature wasn't going to make it easy for them. A storm came through, rain, wind, and that threatened the entire mission. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. New York State police investigators and emergency crews arrive to the Cornwall section of the Hudson River to look for missing kayaker 46-year-old Vincent Viafor. His 33-year-old fiance Angelica Graswald is being rushed to the hospital for possible hypothermia after calling 911 when Vinny's kayak capsized. We immediately set up a search and rescue mission. We had the helicopter out and boat. But the weather, along with the Hudson River's changing tides, is making it difficult right from the start. The water and the air temperature were very cold. We're talking 40s, and then you have that north wind. I mean, 10 miles per hour doesn't seem like much, but you take that 10 miles per hour wind and it makes that 40 degree day feel very, very cold. Wind is a pretty significant factor on the Hudson River. That factor of wind against an outgoing tide uh, has the potential to create a very active sea state. As the search gets underway, investigators head to the hospital to speak with Vinny's fiance, Angelica Graswald. Angelica was uh, treated and released for the hypothermia. They spoke to her at the hospital and invited her back to the state police barracks here in Montgomery to be interviewed. That night, Angelica sits down for an interview with police, although they notice her demeanor is strange. She seems oddly calm, showing no emotion. I really didn't put a lot of eggs in that basket. Every human being 
reacts to adverse conditions in a different way. Investigators ask Angelica to walk them through the day. Angelica tells investigators that earlier that day, she and Vinny decided to go kayaking to Bannerman Island, a small island in the middle of the Hudson River that houses the ruins of a mid-1800s fort. The only way to get there is by boat. and It's fallen into a lot of disrepair. Angelica tells investigators that the island is usually closed to the public, but she had permission from the caretaker because she volunteers there. It was uh, Angelica and Vincent's intentions to go to the island and have a nice uh, romantic getaway. So she and Vinny packed up their kayaks and supplies around 3 p.m. She says they drove to Plum Point, a boat launch area about 30 minutes from where they live. Angelica admits she wore a life vest, but not Vinny. He only had a small square flotation device with him. Vinny used to race kayaks, and I think some people get used to not wearing a life jacket. Angelica says around 4 p.m., they left Plum Point and paddled to the island. It's about a 40 to 45 minute uh, kayak trip over there, which they made it there with no problem. And they brought a uh, small cooler with a few beers. They may have drank a beer or two between the two of them. They spent a couple hours on Bannerman's Island. Then as the sun began to set around 6.30, Angelica says they noticed a change in the weather. The wind did pick up as the sun was going down, which is a little bit unusual. Usually the wind drops as the day goes on. You have a front coming through and it's causing uh, a big disturbance. And if you're a kayaker, that could cause a lot of problems. Angelica says it was around 7 p.m. when they took off from Bannerman Island to head back to Plum Point. When they started to paddle back, the wind was blowing, the waves were getting bigger, and the air temperature dropped. There was an outgoing tide, which means current was flowing south. The tide was pushing them away from their intended target, and they had wind to contend with. According to Angelica, halfway back, Vinny's kayak capsized, sending him into the frigid water. The water temperature was actually 46 degrees. At that temperature, hypothermia can set in fast. And unfortunately, unconsciousness follows. She says she was too far away from Vinny to help. That's when she called 911. There's no way she could have done the rescue to get him back into his own boat. As Angelica's interview wraps up, so does the evening search effort. There was quite an extensive search, and uh, we did end up recovering both kayaks and the paddles. We continued searching until approximately 12.45, 1 o'clock in the morning, and then we suspended the search until the morning. The following morning, search teams continue to look for Vinny at first daylight, but the weather poses even more challenges than the night before. A storm came through, it started to rain. Now that can lead to low visibility, especially out there on the water. 
The winds had kicked up a bit. The helicopter couldn't fly because of the visibility factors in the wind. We had to suspend the uh, scuba operations because of the uh, weather conditions. For the next several days, bad weather continues to hamper the mission, and everyone fears the worst. No body can withstand 46 degrees without more than, I would say, a couple of minutes. Your body's going to literally freeze up. We were trying to recover the body. As the search effort continues, investigators speak with Vinny's friends and family to keep them informed and learn some startling information. Angelica raised some eyebrows with some of her conduct. She had posted on social media a video for doing a cartwheel. She was being cheerful. Angelica was uh, singing songs at a local bar days after he went missing. A lot of her own friends, Vincent's friends, and obviously family, didn't think that this behavior was normal. Detectives decide to speak with Angelica again and are unprepared for what she tells them. I couldn't believe it. Oh my God. I'm like, you gotta be effing kidding me. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Within a week, the New York State Police make the difficult decision to end the search for Vinny. Meanwhile, they learn from his friends and family that his grieving fiance Angelica Grasswald has been acting strangely. Investigators decide to question her again. But first, they want to check out the island where the couple went on that fateful day. We never really thoroughly checked Bannerman's Island. That afternoon, several investigators arranged for a boat to take them to the island. While we were getting ready to get on the boat, my phone rings. And who is it? It's Angelica. Angelica surprises investigator Moscato when she says she's also headed to Bannerman Island. She goes, I'm with the Beautification Society and we're gonna clean the area up. And she goes, and I have a wreath that I wanna throw out into the water in Vinny's memory. Detectives decide this is a good opportunity. Maybe we're missing something. She could walk us through what happened that day. State police went to the island. They met her there. They walked around with her. We look around and we don't see any signs of anything, you know. I says, tell me where you came in and the dock. Try not to leave anything out. But as they question Angelica for more details, her behavior starts to change. She became so surreal, so like unfocused. She'd pace back and forth and she starts holding her stomach. One of the investigators questions her alone to make her feel more comfortable. After about 45 minutes, while Angelica is out of earshot, he reveals to Moscato what was said and they're both dumbfounded. He says, you're not going to believe this. She goes, she pulled the plug. I said, what plug? 
He says that Angelica told him she had removed a small drain plug from Vinny's kayak. The drain plug, its sole function is to empty the boat of water. And they sit on the stern on the top deck of the boat. With our drain plug, that boat can't paddle any distance at all before it would fill up with water. The detective also tells Moscato that Angelica confessed to sabotaging Vinny's paddle. There's an O-ring in the middle of the paddle so that you can collapse the paddle to transport it in your vehicle. She took that O-ring out. So as he was paddling, the paddle could change positions. Without that connector, you could take a stroke thinking the paddle is in the right position, but it's not. Which would have caused Vinny to have less control over his kayak. And then on top of that, when he's hanging on for dear life, she goes over there and plucks the paddle away from him. To investigators, Angelica's statements add up to a confession of murder. I'm like, you gotta be effing kidding me. I couldn't believe it. And that was when the tide changed. The investigators know they need to get Angelica's statement on record as soon as possible. After making these admissions, Angelica agreed to go back to the state police barracks with them. With the camera now on her, investigators ask Angelica to repeat what she said on the island. We wanted to know where was this plug and also with the O-ring. But the young woman changes her tune. How long before you guys went on your uh, kayaking trip did you take that ring? Was it the same day? I didn't take the ring. That's a little different from when you told me earlier, though. Why? Why are you changing what you're saying? I, I, you're confusing. As the interrogation continues, Angelica makes the most incriminating statements of all. She says that uh, there's two sides of her. It's like an angel and a devil. The blue side. Oh, you can have that side. You guys don't want to see that side of me. And the warm springtime weather reveals a gruesome discovery. Sometimes the weather can help an investigation in the most unpredictable ways. Weather's interesting because it is so complex and it changes so much. So the inability to know what is happening at an exact moment of time from a weather standpoint, it had to make things so difficult for these investigators. 10 days after kayaker Vinny Viafor disappeared in the icy waters of New York's Hudson River, his fiance Angelica Graswald is facing intense interrogation by state police. Because she incriminated herself with earlier statements, police now suspect this was no accident, but murder. She removed the plug, and then while they were in the water, she pulled the paddle away from Vincent so that he couldn't use it to help him float. And that gets harder to reconcile, you know. question her on and off. There's periods in the questioning where there's breaks. 
she does some yoga. As the night drags on, Angelica's statements become even more perplexing, especially when she talks about watching Vinny struggle in the water. I'm like ripping into hot. You know, things will be used. What's the demon side saying? The demon side. Oh, he's my good side. You gotta go and see that side of me. Nobody does. Uh, that side was telling me that I have to just get it. But the good side was gonna see. See, we can do it. We can do it. It's wrong. Why the demon side went out? No, because it's the way it's treating me. That's when Angelica claims their relationship had its own struggles. She talks about him pressuring her to do sexual things she's not comfortable with. You always want to start yeah. you to do sexual things? Well, yeah. Okay. You want threesomes, foreign, everything. This is according to Angelica now. She wasn't into it, and that would uh, create some friction and cause some uh, fights and uh, disagreements. The investigators are asking Angelica, are you glad that Vincent is gone? And she says, yeah. They ask her how she feels, and she suggests the word euphoric. After 11 hours of interrogation, Angelica blurts out perhaps the most damning statement of all. I wanted him dead, and now he's gone. Based on her statements, police are able to get a search warrant for their home and car and find their smoking guns. She had mentioned that she had pulled the plug. We wanted to know uh, where was this plug, and also with the O-ring. Uh, we subsequently, through our investigation, we end up finding both the plug and the O-ring, one she had secured in the center console of her car, and the other one was in a heart-shaped jewelry box at her residence. So that kind of corroborated her story about the plug and the O-ring. Even though they have no body, the discovery, plus Angelica's own admissions, are enough for police to arrest her. Uh, this morning at about 10.40 a.m., um, an indictment was made public here in Orange County Court. The indictment names Ms. Graswald uh, as a defendant. It contains two counts. First count of the indictment is murder in the second degree. The second count is manslaughter in the second degree. Headlines about the case explode across the country. There were a number of different headlines that went across the nation. I had visited friends out in Texas, and they had heard about this almost a year or two after. This was a sensational story that was even more sensationalized by the media, and they attributed many titles to the story. The Hudson River murder, the kayak murder, you name it. While Angelica Graswald is sitting in jail awaiting trial for the murder of her fiance, 
Spring is in full bloom along the Hudson River. It was a beautiful spring day. You had nice warm temperatures, and it ended up bringing lots of people out on the Hudson River. That's when a boater spots something in the water. It was about a mile and a half south of Bannerman's Island. A recreational boater had spotted a body floating in the Hudson River. After flagging down authorities, police believe they have finally found Vinny's body. The clothing that Vincent Villafort was described as wearing on the day that he went missing were, in fact, the same clothing of the person that was found floating in the Hudson River. Because of the icy water temperature, his body had been underwater for weeks, which made it more difficult for search and rescue to find him. The cold water temperatures made his body sink. If this was the middle of summer, maybe Vincent could have had a chance. Maybe he could have swam to the river's edge, but since the water temperature was 46 degrees, he couldn't make it, and he ended up sinking to the bottom of the river. But thanks to the spring weather, temperatures warmed up, and so did the water, causing his body to rise to the surface. Above 55 to 60 degrees is when the bodies that have been underwater for a month or two that start to surface. The gases apparently start to react at that temperature and come up. It's not an unusual length of time for the Hudson River. Essentially, if you don't turn up right away, it can take a few weeks for, for a body to surface. Through dental records, the ME confirms it is the body of Vincent Villafort. Any last bits of hope Vinny's family had been holding on to are now gone. I could imagine the rainbow of emotions that they went through for that entire ordeal, let alone the day that he was found. There was no more hope that, you know, he got amnesia and was stuck somewhere in some hospital. There was no more of that hope. But at the same time, they had closure that they had the body. Luckily, the medical examiner is able to perform a thorough autopsy. Because of the temperature of the water, especially on the bottom of the river, it helped preserve the body. Vincent's autopsy showed that he had alcohol in his blood, um, that he had been drinking, that confirmed that. The death was attributed to drowning, and the manner of death was homicide. After the ME's ruling, Angelica is indicted for second-degree murder and manslaughter. If convicted, she could face 25 years to life in prison. At her arraignment, she pleads not guilty. In preparation for the trial, investigators try to strengthen their case against Angelica and find some disturbing information. She had a past that was a little bit on the crazy side and possibly her real motive for wanting Vinny out of the way. Vincent had pretty much gave her the ultimatum, listen, you need to get a job or else you're gonna have to find another place to live. after Vincent Villafort drowned while kayaking, his fiancée, Angelica Graswald, stands accused of his murder. It wasn't until 
all the inconsistencies started floating up. It wasn't until she confessed to pulling the plug. When it was all said and done with, she was consistent with the fact that, okay, he's dead, I'm okay with it, and he's gone. In preparation for trial, investigators question everyone they can to solidify their case. They start with the rescuers who fished Angelica out of the water. They reported that as they went out onto the river, they were about 100 feet away from Angelica's kayak, and they saw her tip the kayak, and that she went into the water. All three of them indicated that it appeared that she purposely threw herself into water when they came near to her. And when they track down other men Angelica had been involved with in the past, they see a consistency in her odd behavior. Angelica could be described as a charismatic person, and she's obviously an attractive young lady. And the people that she did have a relationship with, they quickly thought they fell in love with her and then maybe even quicker fell out of love with her. One of them tells investigators how Angelica could be wild and impulsive. When they broke up, they fought over the cat and Angelica decided to make a dramatic show of it. She laid herself down in the driveway because she wanted the cat, refusing to move until something was negotiated with the cat, something bizarre along those lines. She had a past that was um, interesting, and at the same time, maybe a little bit on the crazy side. It's good information to know. Friends of the couple tell investigators that Angelica's relationship with Vinny was just as tumultuous. As time went on, Angelica would become a little bit aggressive towards him, especially after uh, drinking. They actually witnessed a couple of fights uh, over the past uh, several months where Angelica hit Vincent in the face, causing him to even have a black eye. So it became uh, tumultuous uh, towards the end of the relationship. They say fights were usually about money. She was uh, living in Vincent Viafor's uh, house. Vincent had pretty much gave her the ultimatum that, uh, you know, you've been living here for a year, year and a half, and the bills are not getting paid. So he had told her, listen, you need to get a job and start contributing to the uh, budget here, or else uh, come the end of the month, you're going to have to find another place to live. And that conversation apparently took place at the beginning of April. Could this be why Angelica wanted to get rid of Vinny? It's a contributing factor, but just because someone has a uh, spotty pass or, you know, you had a couple arguments, you know, that doesn't definitely tell you that, oh my God, she killed him. I think being an investigator, you have to have an open mind and you can't get tunnel vision. Then investigators learn something from Vinny's family that changes their mind and might have been her true motive all along. There was a life insurance policy in excess of uh, half a million dollars. They had planned on getting married and to ensure that Angelica could apply for even health benefits is by her being on the life insurance policy. The VFOR family, they thought it was crazy that he would even think of doing that. With Vinnie gone, 
his fiance could now collect. Many investigators no longer have any doubts about Angelica's guilt. Any reasonable person can't come to any other conclusion other than this was a deliberate act. As the prosecution's case against Angelica gets stronger, she hires a top-notch defense team. While the two sides battle it out in court, will they prove this was all just a tragic accident or the premeditated plan of a devious woman? She did use the weather to her advantage to try to get away with murder. In April 2015, because of the dangerous weather conditions, 46-year-old Vincent Viafor's kayak capsized, and he was drowned in the cold Hudson River. Then the search and rescue mission was adversely affected by the weather. The winds had kicked up, and the helicopter was limited to what they could do. Now his fiance Angelica Graswald is in jail for possibly helping cause his death. As Angelica's trial approaches, attorneys for both the prosecution and the defense set out to prove their theories of what really happened out there that cold, windy night. They each hire kayak experts, Bill Lozano for the state and Todd Johnson Wright for the defense. We got to see the kayaks that they were paddling and they were both recreational boats but they were both slightly different. His kayak was an inch or so lower to the water. His boat had that drain plug while hers didn't. Prosecutors believe Vinny's boat was more at risk of flooding than hers. He weighed more than she does, so his boat would sit lower in the water, and he was carrying all the equipment. They find that without a drain plug, the kayak takes on water within minutes. We did experiments and we reenacted it. And without fail, with that plug off in the Hudson River, you are sinking. The back of the boat gets heavier because all the water runs to the stern of the kayak. And as that starts to sink down, then it went underwater and then the water would just start to flow in. Prosecutors believe Angelica must have pulled the plug before they began their 45 minute trip back to the mainland. That plug could not have been removed on the trip over there. They would have never made it there. But according to the defense, the kayak could quickly sink, but not because of a missing drain plug. It had more to do with the three-foot waves. We tested it, and it proved true. Significantly more water will come in through the cockpit of the kayak than through a hole roughly the size of your index finger. It's kind of this perfect storm an environment that's changing dramatically for the worst and the wrong equipment. And while investigators believe the missing O-ring was part of Angelica's plot, it didn't go as planned. She took that O-ring out. Now, for whatever reason, the paddle didn't break apart. And as a last gesture of her love for him, she goes over there and plucks the paddle away from him. And how do we know that? The paddle was found in her kayak when she was uh, located. In June 2016, after sitting in jail for more than a year, the state lays out what they believe really happened during a pretrial hearing. According to prosecutors, Vinny's death was premeditated murder. 
They say that Angelica knew that she was about to lose her meal ticket. Vincent had pretty much gave her the ultimatum that, listen, if you don't get a job by the end of the month, uh, you're out of here. That's when she decided she had to do something, and soon. According to the state, Angelica decided to cash in on Vinny's life insurance. But their theory was that she decided that she was going to kill him so that she could collect that money. So she lured him out to Bannerman Island, hoping the weather would turn deadly. For this theory of the murder to work kind of requires a lot of things to come together all at once. It requires bad weather, it requires choppy waters. He has to not be wearing a life vest, and he has to have some alcohol. Using Angelica's own statements, they say before the couple left the island, she sabotaged Vinny's kayak and paddle. Then on the way back, when Vinny's kayak started to flood because of the missing drain plug, she allegedly took his paddle from him and watched him drown. Then called 911. This is incredibly cold. If somebody did wait to call 911, it's essentially a death sentence. The state also says that when the rescue boat got near her, she purposely threw herself into the water to seem like a victim as well. But the defense says their theory is ridiculous. I mean, there's so many factors involved. It just doesn't make any sense. With no evidence, do I believe that that was her plan? I would say no. Angelica's attorneys say their client was vulnerable and coerced by investigators into giving a false confession. With her trial looming, the state realizes it might be difficult to prove Angelica intended to kill Vinny. They offer her a reduced plea to criminally negligent homicide. She knew that the plug was missing. She knew that the clip from Vinny's paddle was missing. She admitted she knew he'd been drinking. She admitted she knew that he wasn't wearing any kind of gear that would have kept him warm or afloat. No vest, no wetsuit. She also knew they were up against some quickly changing weather on the way back. The weather was dangerous. Cold temperatures, the wind, three-foot waves, choppy conditions. She should have realized that this was creating a grave risk for him to die. And that made her responsible. On July 24th, 2017, more than two years since Vinny went into the Hudson River, Angelica agrees to take the plea deal. She's sentenced to up to four years in prison. But with time already served, she's practically a free woman. She was looking at just a few more months. Absolute, guaranteed, done, and a year of parole. When you did all the math with good time and behavior, and she was out in time to uh, spend Christmas with her friends and family. For the Villafort family, they feel justice wasn't served for Vinny. I feel for the Villafort families. These people are in constant pain from what this person did to destroy their family. In the end, the case of Vincent Viafor showed the immense impact the weather can have on a criminal investigation. The weather is a key piece of this story. Without the choppy waves and the wind, without that cold, maybe none of this happens. 